This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, bro? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am very excited to introduce our guest. You know her as the newest Real Housewife of Atlanta, and she, of course, is also an Olympic gold medalist, four-time Olympic gold medalist, I should say. Please welcome Sonia Richards-Ross. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I am great. I am very excited that Real Housewives of Atlanta is back, and I'm excited to have you on the show because I just feel like you are something we have never had before on Real Housewives. Well, thank you so much. I've been saying all morning I love being first, and so to be the first Olympian, the first Jamaican amongst this very dynamic group of women. It's just absolutely incredible. So I'm excited to be a part of the Bravo-verse now, too. <laughs> totally, totally. And I know with Atlanta specifically, last the cast was sort of announced in the fall when you guys were filming, but then it wasn't like fully, fully confirmed until I- more recently. How does it feel to finally be able to talk about it, to be able to post about it and really claim that you are a Real Housewife of Atlanta? It's amazing. It's like this huge secret for so long. And I'm usually very transparent on my social media. So it was very hard for me to not share, you know, the BTS and everything that was going on, especially because this is a huge deal. Like, I'm so excited to be up on this project and on and on the show. So it's exciting to finally be able to share it. I've been getting incredible feedback. So it's just awesome. I'm curious to hear you talk a little bit about the process of joining this franchise yeah. and how that came about, were you hesitant to do it at all? What was that conversation like? Yeah, well, you know, when they first reached out to me to possibly consider doing the show, I wasn't even fully in Atlanta yet. I still had my home in Austin. You know, I was there actually working on a show called Central Lab with Will Packer. Um, But I have long been a fan of the show and of the franchise. So I thought it would be an amazing opportunity to join the show. And so I had the first interview um, I had met Drew around the same time. And so, you know, I went on a couple of dinner dates with Drew and Ralph and really got to know them. And hearing their experience with the show, it was like, you know, why not? Like everybody says, why? It's like, why not? You know, I'm the kind of person that always says yes to life. And I love doing things that gets my heart beating out of my chest, like standing on the start line at the Olympic Games. So, you know, I was just so excited to have the opportunity to bring all of me to this new platform. Absolutely. One thing I loved in the premiere, right away, we meet your whole family, uh, your husband and your son are there, obviously your parents, your sister. It really feels like we're meeting kind of everybody that comes along with Sonia right at the right at the start. And I love that it doesn't feel like we're just kind of meeting somebody new, but not really seeing who they are. Was everyone in your family on board to do the show or was that kind of a a tricky situation at all? A little tricky situation. (laughs) My husband at first wasn't so keen on us doing the show. My husband is big on family. And of course, you know, sometimes you hear about that 
you know, curse of being on reality TV. And he was like, look, I don't want this to affect our family negatively. And I was like, we've been together for almost 20 years. We have a very solid foundation. Obviously, we're not perfect. But I like I told him, I said, obviously, I think if you have a big issue and you go on a stage like this, it might magnify that issue and make it very difficult for couples. But for the most part, we're solid. And I felt like we could be able to withstand anything. So after convincing him, <laughs> it was easy to get everybody else on board. My mom and sister are huge fans of the show as well. So, you know, once I got past him, everybody else was smooth sailing. And I know you've done, you had your own show almost 10 years ago now. It's crazy. It was like 2013. Yeah. What was, what did you kind of take away from that experience? And did you know right away that you would be down to do another show if it came along? Or was that kind of something that you put away and didn't think about? That's a great question. I, um, I actually was always open to doing another show. I really appreciate the opportunity to do Glam and Gold in 2013. I learned a lot from that first experience of what I would do differently and, you know, what I loved and what I didn't like about the experience. I was always open to it. I never thought it'd be the Real Housewives of Atlanta, (laughs) but when it came up, I was like, wow, this does give us an opportunity to get back into reality TV, and and I felt gave us a chance to do it the right way, like really showing up authentically as ourselves, and and I really wanted to embrace that opportunity. Yeah, because when you did your show in the past, you were still still in your track career, so it wasn't... It wasn't as much of like closing one chapter and moving to the next. It was like really wrapped up in it. So I'm sure now, you know, you're you're doing all the commentary, you're being a mom, you're being a wife, but you also have that kind of that space to let a, sh- yeah. a crazy show like this into your life. No, you're absolutely right. In 2013, I had just come off my Olympic gold medals. I was still training. I was going through a difficult surgery. And so balancing, still trying to get back to being the best in the world while filming a show was difficult, but you're right now I've kind of closed the chapter on that. And it's, it's like the right time. I have so much going on in my life. I think so much that people can relate to so much that people, people enjoy. I love that you also mentioned that in the first episode, you get to see all that comes with Sonia and my family's a huge part of who I am. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like the new girl that was out on an Island. I really did feel kind of rooted and grounded in that first episode. And I hope that you guys, enjoyed it if you watched it or you know going to watch it soon it was just I think a great way to kind of show who I am as I go on this new journey of you know of being on the housewives yeah and especially before this season that you're on Atlanta had sort of taken a little bit of a pause they made some changes in the cast I'm curious did you know when you signed up to start filming who else was going to be on the show with you I know you said you knew Drew so I'm I'm yeah. assuming you knew she would be on but did you know that Sheree was going to be back that Marlo would be full time with you what was that like Yeah so obviously before we started filming I knew all the ladies who I'd be filming with um I had met Candy a couple of times in passing in Atlanta I hadn't met the other ladies well I did that's not right we did have a dinner prior to actually filming but I just thought it was a great cast. I thought it was a great mix of the OGs with the newbies. Um, and I felt it was exactly what the show needed. Like I said, I've been a fan of the show for a very long time, so I know what the girls bring. Um, and I did feel like it just needed something new. It needed a little shakeup. And, you know, I was happy to be a part of that. And I do feel like this season feels like seasons of old, where it's like real friendships, real relationships. I do absolutely feel like, you know, it ebbs and flows and you see a lot, but you know, I feel like you'll come for the read, but you will stay for the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're open about being a fan of the show. Cause I think sometimes when, when people come on the show for the first time, sometimes they don't like to admit that they've watched it before. And they're like, no, no, like I'm just, 
And I like that you're like, no, I knew what I was getting myself into and I came prepared because I think that's important. You have to know what you're signing up for so you don't get in over your head and you have a family and you have all this stuff. Like, I think it benefits you and us as a viewer to like have people that understand the assignment. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I think that the Housewives of Atlanta has been a huge part of our culture for a very long time. I feel, you know, most of us have been very vested in the show and want to see it be successful. And so, yeah, of course, I've watched the show. Of course, I knew the ladies going in. And the one thing I kept telling myself, though, when I started filming the show was I wasn't going to come with any preconceived notions of who the ladies were and how they might treat me. I just wanted to give everybody a clean slate come in, get to know them. Hopefully they can see my personality. And, you know, if I meshed with them, I did. And if I didn't, you know, I was okay with that too. So, but yeah, I definitely knew what I was getting myself into. (laughs) So I feel like the number one thing when you hear about people joining Atlanta, it's like, were you a little scared of Kenya? I feel like Ken... (laughs) I feel like Kenya is the kind of person where she can be so lovely and warm to her friends, but if she's not vibing with you, you're going to know right away. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was definitely, you know, cautious of the Kenya read. Um, But at the same time, you know, I wanted to show up as myself and I didn't want to put on and try to be anyone's friend. I just really wanted to show up as myself and, and really make real relationships. And I think I did that. You know, I think I think at the end of the day, all the ladies respect me and we have a great mutual respect for each other. And, you know, I think when you're in a group of women that are so opinionated, all A-type personalities, obviously you're going to bump heads and you have to stand up for what you believe in. But, you know, after the first couple weeks of film and I was like, okay, cool. Like I was in my groove and, you know, the the Kenya read kind of went to the back of my head and it was just more (laughs) about like having fun and really showing up. But of course, we all know what Kenya gives. <laughs> once she once she learned how to pronounce your name, because I saw in the premiere, she seemed to be having a little bit of trouble. And I was like, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about that is that I'm from Jamaica, like you know, and so uh-huh. do say my name, Sanya. And, um, and so when I came onto the show, there was one of our Jamaican producers who was calling me Sanya. And so I was telling the girls, I usually go by Sonia, um, even though one of our, you know, leads called me Sonia. So that's kind of where it came from. But she got it right. She, oh, she got okay. it right. <laughs> it like, however you're saying it, you better, it better come from a place of respect. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences 
every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. So the first episode, the big event is Marlo's Le Archive party. I I like that you clocked the French, uh, (laughs) the French misspelling. What was it like walking into this it's your first big event with the whole cast and it's at this grand ballroom and Marlo is coming out, I don't know, two hours late in her couture look. What was this atmosphere like to walk into for the first time? Oh, well, when I first got there, it was a little bit tricky because we really didn't know what to expect, right? The invitations didn't uh, give a lot. So I thought it was going to be an actual fashion show. I thought there'd be seats. I thought we'd be seeing women come out in the dresses. So we were all kind of like really confused, like what's happening? Where are the people? Where are the clothes? You know, and then of course, where is Marlo? <laughs> where, where is Marlo? Um, and so it was really funny for us to be there kind of anticipating what was going to happen next. Um, but it was fun because it was my, actually my first time meeting Kenya. I'd met the other ladies at dinner prior. And of course, I had hung out with Drew a couple of times. And so it was nice to meet Kenya and all the ladies. And, you know, I feel like the, the, um, our experiences together get better and better and better throughout the season. Like all of our, <laughs> they escalate. It's just, it's, it's really going to be an awesome season, but it was fun going to Marlo's events and, and seeing how she does things. I knew that it was going to be fabulous because we know Marlo is fabulous. And so overall it was an awesome event. <laughs> I like that you, but I do feel like right away, it's like you weren't, you weren't too shy to get into the mix a little bit. You know what some of the ladies were saying about the event and you're yeah. like, I feel you trying to keep it 100 yeah. right off the bat. And I appreciate that because I feel like that's what we always need. We don't want we don't want people to be too polite. It's like, say what you're thinking. Yes, I know that. I felt like at the end of the day, you know, I want to always show up and be 100% of who I am. And I felt like if we're all talking about her behind our back, we need to tell her what we're saying and we need to ask her the questions. And I think she appreciated it too. So Sheree and I jumped out of there and we're like, girl, what is going on? The folks are talking. And, you know, she wasn't all the way excited about what we were saying. But like I said with Marla, you know what you're going to get. Like, she's going to come out and she's going to give it to you straight. And, you know, some people took a little bit of a punishment when she came back out. But (laughs) it was fun. 
I want to talk about the situation with Drew and Ralph a little bit. Because in this first yeah. episode, we see you and Candy over at Drew's house getting kind of the the lowdown about this assistant massage situation. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really liked Drew a lot on her first season. And yeah. I feel like I need Ralph to just give her what she needs and like treat her the way she yeah. needs to be treated. What What's it like when you seeing your friend Drew kind of, it seems like struggling to really be treated the way she should be in this relationship. Yeah, no, it was really tough. Like when she told me first in the gym um, and obviously our conversation was a lot longer than what, you know, than what ends up in the episode. I was like heartbroken for her. I'm like, what is going on? And why is this a difficult conversation for you guys to have? Like, this shouldn't be happening. There should be no woman in Ralph's life that makes you feel uncomfortable. And so, you know, I thought once, you know, when we, when we got to the, the scene with Candy and Ralph, it was like, uh, hello. And, you know, like you trying to see Ralph defend himself and make sense of this thing that makes no sense. It's like nobody should be texting you, you know, about giving you a massage except for your wife. And so, you know, throughout the season, obviously, it's, it's a struggle as you see someone who obviously they love each other. Like, I think that they ultimately have a great relationship, but I definitely feel like Ralph needs to honor her as, as his queen in all aspects of their relationship. And we really try to push her to see that for herself and to make sure that Ralph sees that too. Totally. I think it's, it's impressive just off the bat, knowing that you and your husband have been together for so long. You met in college at university of Texas and obviously we're together through these careers that both of you went off on, you know, he's a two time Super Bowl champion, which is no, uh, <laughs> no slouch. And you have your, uh, all of your achievements. The fact that you've kind of made it through a really, you know, just like a, I'm sure a tumultuous period in your lives of all of this career stuff. And now are so strong. Like maybe that is kind of could show drew, like, this is what it could be. Like, this is what I deserve. Yeah, you know, to be honest, no relationship is perfect. And even though Ross and I are going on almost 20 years, I try not to act like I have it all figured out um, and that, you know, that we are the, the model or poster, poster, you know, relationship. But I certainly hope that, you know, we're able to share some insight. Like there's a couple of times where the guys get to go out together and obviously there's man code and all this stuff, but I certainly feel like Ross wants to pour into Ralph, like all of the things that he's learned in our relationship and how he prioritizes me and how he treats me. So, yeah, you know, I do hope that we serve as an example to them and to, you know, people that are watching about relationships, but they're not easy. Relationships aren't easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of commitment on both sides. And I mean, ultimately great respect for each other. Totally. And even in the first episode, we see you and Ross kind of going back and forth on this topic of whether or not you want to try and have another kid yeah. and like I feel like that's the kind of thing where you never want to to act like it's too perfect and like th that's a real conversation of there are a lot of different factors and you know you if you went through a little bit of a tough period the first time it's like you know you get in your head about things like that's that's like that's just real life yeah you know we are and and you'll see it throughout the season that's by far the biggest issue in our marriage now and it's a big one you know, like to, to make, even when you're married and secure and you've always envisioned your life a certain way, it is still a huge decision for you to consider and you have to be on the same page. And 
my husband is like, let's go for it. The time is now. And I'm just like, I'm still not ready. You know, I have all of these concerns. Our first time having our son. I mean, we were 14 years together as just two. We had it figured out. We knew each other a lot. You know how we like to do things. And then we have a kid and it's like a bombshell in our relationship. Everything just changed. And so for me, although my husband has seemed to have forgotten how tough it was, you know, those first couple years, I just don't want us to go down that same track. So, I, you know, I'm taking my time with the decision. We really go back and forth a lot throughout the season, but I hope it's relatable. And I do hope that if other couples are going through it, they kind of see, like, even for my husband, like, I feel like he learned a lot from me and vice versa as we really, like, went deep into it. So I can't wait for you guys to see how it plays out. Totally. I'm excited to see that, too. I'm also excited to see you guys take a trip to Jamaica this season. Yes! <laughs> was that was that something when you came on the show did you were you like already excited about taking the ladies on a trip there because I know obviously that's where you're from it's a big part of your life and your family and all of that stuff like how was that for you well I didn't know when I first came on the show that I'd be taking them on a trip to Jamaica so I actually worked with a great partner iFit and um, we had done a series prior in Atlanta, and they wanted to take actually Ross and I somewhere. So originally, we were going to go to Africa on this trip. But because of COVID and all these things that were happening, we weren't allowed to go to Africa. So they said they would take us to Jamaica. So I proposed the idea to iFit, like, would you guys be open uh, to taking my girlfriends with me? And they were like, sure. And so it wasn't something I came into the show anticipating that I was going to have this amazing trip. But the moment things started coming together, I was like, wow, this is such a great way for the ladies to get to know me on a deeper level, to really understand my culture, understand like my passion for track and field. Obviously, track and field is the biggest sport in Jamaica. So it ends up being an amazing trip, like for me personally, for the girls to see, you know, a little bit more about me. Of course, we have our little... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They were not always on their best behavior, Dylan, but it was still... (laughs) Maybe... Maybe not everybody's allowed back in Jamaica, but that's right. That's right. We'll see. <laughs> and and of course, you know, there is that thing that comes with hosting the trip that it's like yes. all of these ladies are gonna want a nice room and they're gonna oh want the nice transportation. Goodness. So bougie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're giving Marlo a peach, the accommodations better be uh, on point. <laughs> Oh, we know. Yeah, Marlo is, that's my girl. But yes, it's, it, the bar is like <laughs> through. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm so excited to see the season because I feel like um, Atlanta is one of those franchises where it's, it just, it always, like everybody on the cast just like gets it. It's always so funny. The, the drama is always on point, of course, but it just feels like everybody in the cast is really kind of like family and like to have it's like you have the family back on Sunday nights like catching up with everyone no I love that you said that I think this season it's just so much of that again I mean when you see even Sheree right who has been on off the show for a very long time and I think this year she's the most vulnerable I've ever seen her like you're gonna fall in love with Sheree all over again as you see you know she's in this relationship for all of these years and you know, he's finally out of jail and it's like, it's just so much going on in her life. And of course she by Sheree and, you know, Chateau Sheree is Chateauing. It's like, what was it like? The I assume you got to go to Chateau Sheree yeah. this season. What were you a little starstruck by Chateau Sheree the first time? I wouldn't say starstruck, but I would say it was definitely worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But not only, of course, it's a beautiful house on the exterior, but interior, it's amazing the way she designed it. You can see that she just paid attention to every detail in her home. And it's just, it's just, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Completely. I'm excited to see more of it because it's been a while. Yeah. I'm curious if you are to do another season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, is there anyone else that's been in the cast before that you would love to see make a return and get to know a little bit? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a great question. We did have some people pop up this season that you guys are going to see. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the cast is great right now. And I just feel like they do such a good job of figuring out who are the best mix of girls. So I don't want to say who should come back or who I'd want to be on with. I'm just excited for who the cast is this season and, you know, looking forward to another great season, hopefully. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, I want to ask a little bit about stuff with your track career and with stuff like that, because I know that you've been doing, basically since you retired from competing, you've been doing so much commentary for NBC, you've done the Olympics, World Championships, all of this stuff. Was that something you always had in the back of your mind to do when you were done competing? And how has that kind of helped you transition from different phases in your life from 
competing yeah. to commentating to all of that? Yes, another great question. So I would say probably about the last two years of my career, um, I kind of started to think about my life beyond track and field, right? I was like, okay, this isn't going to last forever. I had three surges on my big toe, so I knew 2012 or 2016 was going to be my final season. And so I started to think of all the things I was passionate about, all the things that I knew I could take the skills that I learned from track and field and do it, doing something else great. And I absolutely thought commentating would be a great fit for me. And so I'll never forget it. It was my final race, Dylan. And Lewis Johnson, who is my colleague now, comes over to me at the end of the race and he says, Sonny, you've had a great career. You've dominated everything that you've done. What do you want to do next? And I said, I want to start a family. I want to write a book and I want to start commentating. And they literally, like, I get off the track and they call my agent, like, is Sonia serious? Does she want to commentate? And I was literally in the booth two days later after not making the 2016 games. And I just thought, like, how amazing is it? I still ended up in Rio, even though I wasn't competing, but now getting to contribute to my sport in this new way that I love, being able to tell the athletes stories, to draw on my own experiences so the audience gets a better understanding of what these athletes are going through, what the Olympics are like, realizing this dream. So I love that role. I love, love, love calling track and field. And I definitely think it made it easier for me to transition because moving on from your first love and having to retire at 30 is not easy. Um, knowing you can never do it again, you'll never be the best in the world again. That is, That can be very taxing on you mentally. But to be able to do something else so quickly that felt like I didn't really you know, miss a beat was just amazing. I love that. And it's, I'm sure it's really exciting for you to get to keep up with some of those connections and people in the sport that you wouldn't necessarily see yeah. if you weren't at these competitions and, you know, still active, involved in the sport. No, for sure. I mean, the relationship that I build, you know, like when you think about your career, when you look back, you think the first thing you would think about is like the gold medals. But for me, it's always the relationships. It was the experiences. And so being able to keep that going, to be able to see my old coaches, to see some of my old teammates, to be able to see the new talent. You know, it's just, it's really, really amazing. Is there anyone that was like a Team USA teammate, or maybe even from a different country, that you think would be cut out for Real Housewives along with you? Uh, that's another great question. <laughs> um, who would be another great housewife? Queen Harrison. Queen Harrison, she was uh, an elite, yeah, elite hurdler. She's married to Will Clay. He's a jumper. I think she has the personality to be on the Housewives of Atlanta. Um, who else? Um, I don't know. I don't know Sha'Carri Richardson that well. Uh -huh. I feel like, you know, she might be a good fit. I feel like we could do a little uh, Jamaican Real Housewives, maybe. I feel like some of those uh, some of those sprinters could really get in on the drama. Fraser Price and Elaine thompson Hurrah, I think they would be fantastic on the show as well. You're right. <laughs> I was thinking too, it's, uh, so Netflix does the Formula One show that I know is just totally huge. They're doing one for tennis, they announced. I feel like track needs a reality show, like around the world. I think you're right. I think you're right because there's so much that happens in the track world. I think people have no idea that most athletes train on their own. Like we're not teammates training together. When you see it at the Olympics, many times it's like our first time, you know, being together as teammates and Obviously, you're like vying for the individual medal while then you got to come together to be on a team. It, it, it definitely has the housewife dynamic. So I think you're onto something. <laughs> right. And it's not just, you know, a lot of people only see the Olympics every four years and it's like, oh, yeah, like she won the medal. But like it's day by day and there's so many other competitions and practices and trials and all of that stuff. I feel like 
that is so compelling just on its own, like yeah. following the journeys. The journey. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I've always thought it would be a great idea. I think the tricky thing for, for doing a track and field show might be that we're so spread out. Most of the times the athletes are all over the country. So being able to follow the stories and even have those kind of like all cast opportunities where everybody's together, that could get a little bit tricky. But I definitely feel like it is very compelling to watch the stories and to, to see that journey to the Olympics. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I guess it's easier to get everyone together at the archive than uh, <laughs> than the track championships. <laughs> so you went to the Olympics last year in Tokyo, right? Yes, yes. What was that like? Because you've been to the Olympics, I guess, four times before that, three as a competitor. What was it like going during the pandemic when there are really no fans there? I'm sure it was like such a otherworldly experience. No, it really was. Like, I was kind of heartbroken for the athletes because I think a huge, not I think, I know, a huge part of the Olympic experience is walking out in front of 90,000 people from all over the world and showing up and winning this medal for your country. Like, that's a huge part of it. And I was like, man, like, these athletes have been training now for five years because obviously it was delayed by a year. And they're going to miss this huge component of what makes the Olympics special. But I got to tell you, it didn't matter. <laughs> it was probably one of the best track meets I had ever been to in my entire life. The athletes showed up and showed out. And I think even more for us, because we kind of were like the only ones there, obviously being the media, I think it made it even more important for us to bring the excitement, to make people feel like they were there. And so, you know, the performances were lights out. We had so many world records broken in the sprints and just so many great performances, so many medals won for Team USA. So what I thought it would be compared to what it was was worlds apart and just a real testament to the resilience of athletes to be able to show up with nobody in the stands and still perform so well. It was it was mind-blowing. Mm, yeah, I, I, I feel like it was, it was still really exciting and I think NBC, to their credit, did a great job of kind of making it an event even when there wasn't kind of that atmosphere there and like watching it at home I still was I was locked in I was having a a great time listening to you and all your teammates (laughs) anything else that you're kind of excited for this season it's obviously your first time on Real Housewives What, what are you kind of looking forward to people getting to know about you maybe people that are familiar with your athletic accomplishments but don't know much about you or people who are hearing about you for the first time yeah, you know, um, I'm just excited for people to see me holy. You know, like when you talk about a track meet that's 48 seconds on the track and maybe a one minute interview, but to see kind of where I am in my life now, like post track and field, like trying to juggle all the things family, entrepreneurship, still a Nike brand ambassador. I work with NBC and it's like, you know, people always say, like, how do you balance it all? I don't know what balance is. Like, I'm just doing the best that I can every single day. And so I think that. I'm excited for people to see that, to see me being in this new city, um, navigating life in Atlanta with this new dynamic group of women and, you know, also really understanding like my motivation and where where it all kind of starts for me is with my family. So I just think it's going to be a great season. I think the mixture of seeing my family and seeing me and then seeing us as a group, really, really trying to build genuine friendships while on the way, you know, sharing our truths, um, standing up for what we believe in. Um, I just think it's a really beautiful season and I just can't wait. I hope people receive this season well because I think we worked really hard to show up um, and, to, and, to, and to put out, you know, the best show that we could. So I'm excited about it. 
Totally. I'm excited too. And, you know, as, as Kenya says in the premiere, we got to see if you're going to be a little bit of a bone collector in training. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't ask too many questions yet because I know we got to watch the season to see how it yes. plays out. But that premiere, I got to say, it was very exciting. I was glad to see everyone back, and uh, I think it's going to be a good season. Awesome. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for supporting the show, watching it. We appreciate that. Thank you, Sonia, and uh, congratulations on being a Real Housewife. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.